and welcome back to Performer Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. And before we get started with today's episode, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's gone over to iTunes and left us a review and anyone who shared our podcast on social media. Our aim is to reach as many performers as possible, making the arts accessible to everyone by providing free information for performers. If you haven't already and you love our episodes, please do head on over to iTunes and leave us a review or share us and tag us on social media at The Perform Journals to show your support. Thank you so much and let's get on with the episode. So in today's episode, I thought it'd be a really good opportunity for me to chat to you about my experience with self-tapes and some of the top tips that I have for self-taping. Um... Before COVID, you know, we've spoken a lot about this, you know, out of the 10 auditions that you had, maybe eight would be in person and maybe the odd one here and there would be a self-tape. Now, since COVID, since everything moved online, now that the industry is starting back up again, things have changed. A lot has happened in the last year and I think it's made producers, creatives, casting directors realise that there are better ways to cast things rather than in person and I think it's easier for them it's cheaper for them and it's also easier and cheaper for you saves you traveling about and doing auditions in person while they may be lovely um it also saves a lot of time and a lot of hassle so I think self-tapes are becoming more of a thing now out of the 10 auditions you know you'll have probably eight that are self-tapes maybe one that's a virtual audition and then one in person um so it really has changed over the last year and I think we need to be prepared while more and more auditions will come back in person be prepared for self-tapes to stay because I think a lot of it is going to stay. I know we've spoken about that several times, but that's exactly why I feel like now is the perfect time to give you some tips for self-taping. When I first got my ever self-tape through, I was really panicked because I'd never done one before. And I I really struggled to find any information on what you needed to do at that point, because it really wasn't done. Um... And I had a big white wall in my flat, so I knew I was going to stand in front of that. But lighting was so hard to get right. Um, It was really difficult to get natural light in. Um, Obviously, sometimes artificial light can give you, like, yellowy lights. Um, So I always was trying to use natural light. And it was really hard to kind of light my whole face. Um, there was like shadows and angles that just didn't work and sometimes it made the lighting look really dramatic and that was not the intention. Um, So I feel like lighting was my first huge obstacle and watching it back, half of the time I was like, that's not right, but not because of my acting, but because of the way everything looked. And I feel like acting, that lighting is one of those things that can make or break a self-tape. Um you know, we need to be able to see you to be able to see if you're any good. So the main thing that you you want to tick the box on straight away is having good lighting. Um, and I think, you know, that isn't stressed enough. If you don't have any great spots with natural lighting, 
And even if you do, I would always recommend to every actor to have some form of ring light. You know, this can go for dancers and singers as well, but especially if you're an actor, make sure you have a ring light because a lot of self-tapes are going to be done and you're going to be needing to perform a lot of self-tapes, so you want to make sure your lighting is right. So I invested in a ring light <clears throat> shortly after one of my first self-tapes, not originally for the self-taping plan. Um, it was to kind of help get great product pictures of our businesses, because as you probably know, if you know me, we were in several businesses, so it's kind of to get great product images. And then I was also going to use it as a bonus kind of thing if if I got any self-tapes through. A year and a half on from that, now my ring light is used for me. Like 95% of the time, I use it for self-tapes, I use it for showcasing myself and recording myself doing acting bits. Um, I use it for taking photos of what I've been up to. But 95% of the time, the ring light is being used for me as an actress um, rather than anything else. So it was honestly the best investment that I think I've ever made. It was like £70. It wasn't ridiculous. And mine's a really tall one that you can put up, you can put down. It comes with like different filters. You can have the light so it looks like natural light or artificial light. Um, it comes with different brightness settings, you know, you can travel it, take it round with you, it's got like clickers and everything, it's super fancy, but it's like £70. And honestly, that investment has paid off so much, so if you're debating whether to get a ring light or not, go all in, get one. You know, there are cheaper ones that you can get from like 30 quid on Amazon, you know, which are really, really tiny ones, um, but they get the job done. Um, but I'd say for for a case of ease, you know, mine was only 70 quid, but honestly, it was the best investment. Obviously, there are some that are more expensive, but it depends if you've got room for like a home studio or whatever, <laughs> then there's different options for you. But I'd always recommend having really good lighting. Um, so if you haven't got anything that you can use, um, I mean, you can grab like lamps around the house, <laughs> um, you know, things like that. But I would try and make sure that you're lit all around and to get a really even bright wash so you can be seen. I would highly recommend a ring light if you haven't got one. Um, but I think lighting is one of those things that does make or break it and it's the difference between amateur and professional. Same with things like camera quality. Your camera needs to be a high level. You know, you can't afford to be blurry. Um, you need to have really good quality equipment to do your self-taping on you know and also that can help get you roles um there's so many things that people need um good recording devices for now for working from home doing different kind of broadcasting jobs or you know social media adverts or commercials and stuff and so many of them are shot from home now but because people have really good equipment in their home so always make sure that you've got really good quality camera just so you can see everything clearly. Like there's nothing worse than sending off a self-tape and it might be good, it might also not be. It just depends what's going on with the camera because you can't really see it well enough. You know, it needs to be a really high quality 
self-tape. So make sure that you're using the highest quality camera that you possibly can. Um, with that, you know, on the quality side of it, also make sure you've got a good mic. Um, whether that be on your device that you're using to shoot on or whether that be a separate mic that you hook up to it or record and then overlap the audio whatever you choose to do just make sure that you're really clear and it's really um good quality sound to go with a good quality video and also before you send it off make sure you check that the mic is where you want it to be so for example I've seen someone set up their self-tape and they looked great and the background was great and the lighting was great and everything looked really professional, but I couldn't really hear them. And I didn't know whether their diction was good. I didn't know whether the projection was just really low or whether they were doing it for dramatic effect. Um, but I turned it up all the way and I still couldn't quite hear it. So make sure before you, before you record, always test that out because that's the last thing that you want to stop you from getting a job is just because you had the mic too far away. So I'd always recommend checking it before you do like all 60 takes and then realise you can't use can't use any of them. You know, a great thing about self-taping is you can take as many takes as you need to. I mean, obviously there are time limits on these things and you want to get it done as efficiently and as professionally as possible. But you don't want to get to the end of a like recording day. And believe me, I've done things before where I've taken like 40 different takes and then realised there was something in the background, you know. So just make sure you check everything first um, and watch things back and check that everything's the way you want it to look before you do the next bit. I will not make that same mistake again. It took me forever and I was nearly like, oh, maybe it'll be fine and just leave it. And I was like, no, come on, this is a professional self-tape. Get on with it. So I did um, but now I will never make that mistake again of doing like 40 takes and then watching them back. Always make sure that after the first few, you just watch a few back and check that the lighting's right, the background and everything like that is fine um, before you try and get yourself the right take. Um, because there's nothing worse than getting the take thinking, yes, that's it, and then realising you can't use it. Um, it's actually borderline heartbreaking. So <laughs> make sure that you've you've checked that beforehand. Like I say, um, with the quality thing as well, backgrounds are really important. So I would always recommend like a black, a blue, a gray, or if you've got nothing else, white, but just try and make sure whatever it is, it's plain. Um, I would really try and avoid any jazzy wallpaper or any bright colors. I really would recommend just trying to have one block colour in the background that um, makes you stand out so you're really clear. Um, the last thing you want is some jazzy wallpaper distracting casting directors and then watching that rather than you. That's never the, never the aim. The idea of self-tape is that you're the focus so make sure that your background makes you the focus. Um, with self-tapes, I always really struggle when I get casting through because sometimes they mention props and I'm like, do they want me to pretend to have the prop or shall I try and find the nearest thing I've got? Because you're at home, in an audition, you just 
pretend but because we're at home we're like oh I actually have like a a spare phone that I could use or um oh I actually have a a a game or something like that um and I think it's tempting to then bring items in but I would say as much as you can avoid props because it can sometimes distract from what's actually going on and the acting side of it. Especially, I think these this is especially important if you're doing things like thriller self-tapes and you've got to use like a knife or a gun, having real props just distracts from you completely because they look really dangerous. Um, and sometimes it can it can look a bit much in the self-tape. So I'd highly recommend trying to do it as believably as you can without props. Um, I really wouldn't recommend them um, unless for any reason they've said, please use your hairbrush to sing into or something like that, that's different. Um, But I would try and avoid it where possible. I mean, if you're really struggling to make it look believable without the prop, then I would say use it but if you can avoid using props do because I think it just steals focus it's just a necessary faff and it might look a bit much um so I would avoid it where possible unless it looks really silly and unrealistic and not believable without it um you know if there's like a little um trying to think of some of the castings that I've had that I've had to make it work like for example the mobile phone one um it was really hard for me to look like I was actually texting on a mobile phone um without the phone there it just looked really weird um so I used a prop phone for that um but other than that I've avoided all of the props um And sometimes you'll get castings that say, like, pretend you have. And if it says pretend, you know that props are not what they're looking for. So really try and pick out key bits in the casting. You know, if they say, um, please use your hairbrush, then use your hairbrush. They're not asking you to pretend. Um, So really pick out keywords, I think, in the breakdown and what they've asked for. But if you are unsure, I would say avoid. But if it doesn't look realistic, then only then bring them in and start using them. But the rest of the time, I would say avoid it because it just steals focus from you. And the self-tape is all about you. I think another thing people forget is like we overthink self-tapes a lot. You know, I've seen a lot of in the performer groups that I'm on, I see a lot of people posting their self-tapes and being like, is this okay? Does it look right? And I think they know that they're being self-taped. So what I mean by that is what they do in an audition is not the same as what they've done in their self-tape. And that's why they're confused and why it doesn't look realistic is because it's not actually what they do. It's kind of an overthinking moment and they've done a self-tape because it's a self-tape and have not thought about it as if they'd do it in an audition. So I watched someone speak about um, their self-tapes and they were a really well-known actor and they were doing self-tape for a job and um, the idea was that they were, they were look, 
trapped in a room and the direction was to look through the keyhole. So he literally got the phone and looked into the camera with one eye through the whole self-tape. And while that didn't show a lot, it showed that he'd do it like he would at an audition. And that's what got him that job. So I think you've just got to think of it and do deliver the self-tape as you would in an audition um, to make it look as realistic and believable as possible. And sometimes I think we overthink and we're like, oh, we're on camera, so we wouldn't do that. And um, yes, in some ways, but also I think, you know, if we start overthinking it, it becomes less auditiony. But the whole point of the self-tape is to be in an audition is like it's being in an audition, but without being actually in the room. So I think you've just got to do what you do in the audition, in your self-tape. That's what I've always tried to do after seeing other people's, is try and make sure that I'm doing it as authentically as possible, um, as I would in the room, but just in my bedroom or in my living room, or wherever you're doing your self-tape. So I'd highly recommend watching it back and checking, is that what I do in an audition? Um, I know we all cringe at ourselves, but I would highly recommend to watch it back. I mean, like I said earlier, I noticed things that were wrong with the surroundings, so I'd say to check those. But also I think it's just important to watch yourself back and check that it's what you you want and what you'd actually envisioned in your head if you were in an audition. So try and bring that realism to the self-tape. And the very last thing with with self-tapes, you know, obviously I, I can't explain every self-tape because the briefs are so different every time. <laughs> um, so this is why I'm giving a few very generic pointers. But sometimes people don't think about these things. So um, I think it's really important to cover them but I can't obviously cover every self-tape ever because we'd be here forever. You know, there's so many different breakdowns of different jobs and it all requires such different things. So no casting is ever going to be the same. If you are confused or worried about anything, then please feel free to DM me and let me know. Um, but, you know, half of it is experimenting and doing it the way you want to do it because that's what the cannot the panels are going to try and cast from because in the audition room you're not all going to come in and do the same monologue the same way exactly the same with the self-tape you're not going to all do it the same way and that's okay they're not expecting everyone to have done it exactly the same we're all different and we all take different direction differently and different interpretations from briefs so I think it's really important to remember that when doing it you know you don't have to do it the same as the other 20 candidates that are sending in their self-tape you can be you and be different and be authentically you and deliver it the way you would deliver it because that's what's going to make you stand out and be a breath of fresh air you know even if maybe it's not what you want at least they'll remember you for doing something different so I'd always always recommend that but um, one of the last things I'm going to say about self-tapes is upload it as a YouTube link. Sometimes in castings you do get like a Dropbox folder of where you've got to upload your self-tape to so that the casting panel can wash it. Um, but most of the time they just ask you to send them in via an email. And the mistake so many people make is they send them as attachments or downloadable files. And as I've said before... 
It does not, by sending it as an attachment or a downloadable file, it does not give your, you the best chance of your self-tape being watched. The best way to get them watched is through a YouTube link. Now, the reason being is because if it's a downloadable file, they may not have storage room on their computer to download 150 submissions. So you really, really don't want to send it like that in case they haven't got the storage room and they might just not watch it. Second thing is they might worry that it's a virus. If you send it via an attachment or a downloadable file, they might be worried that if they open it, it's a virus and it's going to just really ruin their computer. So they really won't open it. Um, and following that, they won't then come back and chase you and say, oh, your self-tape didn't work. Please, can you resend it? They will just leave it. If they've got another 149 submissions, they're not going to come chasing after one, you know. So give yourself the best chance of not missing out on the work. That is really the last thing you want to be the thing that stops you from getting that job. Um, it's because of a technical fault. That would just be the worst thing ever. So make sure that you send it as a YouTube link. Now, when you're on YouTube and you're uploading your self-tape, upload it as an unlisted video. The reason being is so it's not public. Not everyone can find it. Not everyone can find that material. Not everyone can find what you've been up to. So keep it as unlisted so that not the whole world can see it. But basically, unlisted means that anyone with the link, so you can send the casting director the link to your self-tape and they can go to YouTube and watch it because they will have the link so they are allowed to watch that video but no one else will be able to find it no one else will be able to watch it who doesn't have that link try and avoid setting things as private because you need to set up then passwords um and you're often the person that can watch it so I would highly recommend setting setting it as an unlisted video and just sending the link also with the link people can see it's youtube it will say like youtube forward slash bethany woman self-tape or whatever um so that way they can see that it's not going to be a virus it's a genuine youtube link um and we'll probably watch it because it doesn't take any storage time to download it doesn't take up any storage space they can literally click on that link, know they're going to a safe website and watch your self-tape. So that is the best way of getting your self-tape watched. So if you don't have a Dropbox file or anywhere to upload it to, make sure that you're using it as a YouTube link and sharing that link with people. Um, it's just the best way of getting yourself watched. Um, like I say, you really don't want to miss out on a technical fault, you know. You don't want to miss out on technicality. So make sure that you send it as a YouTube link. I think it's probably one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever got off people. Um, I think I heard that off an agent and they said, you know, they don't watch things unless people send it as YouTube links. So I think that's that's a huge piece of advice. So I'd really recommend doing that. Um, and that's always kind of stayed with me. And I know before, if I've sent a video... Um, you know to someone and it's not worked then I've been like oh no I could have I might have missed out on that job now like luckily they came back to me and said it hadn't worked um but that is a very very rare very slim chance 
So then I've always stuck to YouTube ever since just because it's too risky not to. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why I always send it as a YouTube link. It just gets you the best chance of being seen um, and your work being watched, which is ultimately what we're doing it for. Um, also now, while we're on the subject of self-tapes, just a quick note. Um, so many people are worried about getting showreels together. And while I absolutely agree showreels are amazing, if you really have no other means to get some bits together, just do some really solid, amazing self-tapes. Um, make sure, like I say, that you know, you've got a nice background, lighting's great, your camera quality's great, your mic levels are great, you know, and then do your self-tape and it looks really professional. But if you've got no other means of getting work through showreels, just record a couple of good self-tapes and put them together, but make sure they look professional. That's the only thing, they need to look professional. Um, but as long as they do, then there is no reason why you can't self-tape um, for jobs, self-tape for agents. Um, they more than happily sit through it and watch it and consider you. You know, it's not any less valued because it's not a showreel. But I would recommend having a showreel. But if you don't, then put a couple of really good self-tapes together. It will give you the best chance of people being able to see your work, see what you do um, and being able to get work from it. So I hope that that was helpful. Um, I know that self-tapes can be quite a tricky business and each to their own. You know, I've had the most random self-tapes from, you know, having eight sides to learn within a day and a half to, um, you know, a two minute self-tape of me staring at a box to a minute self-tape of me telling everything, telling them everything that I like about myself and uh, my career. That was really, really hard. Um, you know, and um, yeah, there's just been a real mixed bag. And I think you have to be prepared for anything like you would at an audition. Um, but just remember, you know, with the self-tape, you're quite lucky in the fact that you can do it as many times as you need to. So use it um use that to your advantage but also you know just show that you're efficient if someone sends you a self-tape just get it done um I try and get my self-tapes back within the day if I can if not sooner sometimes I have turned it around in less than an hour just because you know I really want to get that job and I want to show that I'm efficient and easy to work with because I, I just get it done. So always try and do it in the most professional and efficient way with your self-tapes. You know, from everything down to the YouTube link, to your setup, to you actually delivering it and to the time it takes you to deliver it. Just really try and be professional and efficient and um, keep going with it. You know, remember that they're like auditions. Um, you're not going to get everyone and you're not going to know why. Um, but that's okay. Just keep going, keep being resilient and keep moving forward with it. And also, you know, if you feel like it's not your strongest suit, if you're overthinking it and you're really not sure on what to do and what not to do, then get yourself on a self-tape course. There are now loads out there because that's the way the industry's going. So if you haven't already and you would like to get yourself on a self-tape course, um, 
always invest in you to allow other people to you know I know I say that a lot but it's true Um, we must invest in ourselves for other people to be able to invest in us so if you are struggling with self-tapes get on a self-tape course there's literally nothing that could um go wrong from that only things are going to help you not hinder you um so yeah I would highly recommend taking the time investing in it investing in practice within self-tapes because it is a skill so invest your time and really invest and make it worth it and make sure that your filming is professional and as efficient as possible so I hope that this episode helped if you did enjoy this episode please do head over to our iTunes and leave us a review it would mean so much to me I'd be so grateful it really helps us get out there to new performers reach other people and help get free information out there um for everyone that needs it so a massive massive thank you for listening I am really grateful please head over to at the performer journals on Instagram um we currently have some very exciting things coming up over the next couple of weeks as it will be our two-year anniversary you know this podcast has only been running for a year now but uh online platform on Instagram has been running for nearly two years so we're going to have lots of great things coming up so if you don't already follow us please go ahead and follow us at the performer journals on Instagram and you can also find me on TikTok now at Bethany and Wynn um so if you have any questions at any point about anything any areas of the industry any worries or concerns you can follow me on TikTok you can use the Q&A feature and I'll reply with a video answering your questions or your worries or concerns and uh, hopefully lay them to rest for you so if that is something you're interested in it's at Bethany and Wynn on TikTok and it's at the Performer Journals on Instagram A massive thank you for listening. I've been your host, Bethany Elman, and this has been Performer Talks.